0: Hi, and welcome back to Spatulas and Speculations. I am your unofficial Professor Lily, and this is the unofficial SJM 101. And today, you need to pause, and you need to check if you've listened to last week's episode first. Pausing, checking, remembering, did I? What did we talk about last week? We talked about the Crescent City witches. If you have not listened to that episode, I suggest stopping and listening to that first, and also, you know what, just to throw it in there, maybe even the Lydia episode, just to be safe, because I'm just going to be bringing up some casually mentioned things um, that we did discuss more in depth in the Lydia episode, to some extent, just in case, you know, just in just in case. Um, and then, before I even continue further into what today's episode is going to be, I'm going to throw out my spoiler warning now, I'm going to be talking about the entirety of the SJM universe. So if you haven't finished all of House of Sky and Breath, if you haven't finished reading all of Throne of Glass, if you have not re- finished reading all of Roses*, save this podcast, follow me. Maybe don't follow me on my social medias as a happy hermit on across the board on everything. Um, and qu- join the conversation when you're done. You still have t- time. Um, I used to say you have plenty of time. Now you just have time um, (laughs) to catch up before, um, you listen to this or before House of Sky, House of Flame and Shadow comes out, um, because we are nearing the end stretch. We are very close to only 30 days left or a month left. Um, I think we're at like 50 um, days now. Um, like literally I think it's like 50 days today. Um, so just be mindful of that, that there are spoiler warnings and that, you know, not trying to rush you, not trying to crunch time you, but if you're looking to read the books before the next book comes out and you want to join in this conversation, you guys should finish reading all the books. Um, today's episode, I was like, what am I even talking about right now? Um, today's episode is a crossroads episode in some ways. So I didn't, I I had kind of originally planned to talk about ACOTAR in last week's episode, but then I just decided, no, it's just going to be Crescent City. And then I was just going to jump right into Throne of Glass, but I want more time to marinate on my notes for that because I've said it before, there's a ton, a ton to go through. It is the weeds whenever I do Throne of Glass work. Um, It's just because I'm, you know, I try to be as thorough as I can and I double check all of my notes. Um, So I basically go skim read these books uh, for the most part twice essentially to make sure I don't miss things because I'm human and I do miss things and that's one of my warnings is typically I'm a human and I miss things and these are my notes so sometimes they can be wrong but I, I do go through as much as um you know I, as much of a checking as I can do to to make sure that I am correct and one of those things that I do is aside from double checking my notes is I also like to really marinate on things because there's just like theories and thoughts that I've had throughout time that will just randomly pop up, um, when I'm planning these episodes, like for the week and a half that it typically takes me to create an episode. Um, and then I like try to jot everything down. So like my, I have like three sets of like notes, essentially the notes in my books. And then I have um, the notes on my tablet. I have four, I have notes on my phone. And then I also have a notebook where everything kind of just like, uh, mushes together. There's lots of circling and, and crossing and, and you know, just like X equals this and that, and then I draw lines because that's how my brain functions. Um, so I wanted to do this crossword episode that really was a, uh, we're going to talk about Akatar, which is, there's not a lot of information on them, but there are some really like, Oh, is that this? Is that that? Like, um, uh, like parallely, you know, Um, canon theory it's you know parallels like canon theory essentially is like these sound like they attach to something else in the SJM universe but because we don't have you know confirmation that that's true it's still technically theory so it's like it's canon because it's written in the books and it directly parallels something else but we don't have confirmation so we don't know if it's true yet it's like this weird middle ground so that's why what we're going to be doing here because there's also things I want to talk about when it comes to the Crescent City which is in regards to the Throne of Glass witches so we're going to be starting the conversation of the Throne of Glass witches by segueing between the two it's a great I'm a genius look at me what's the word I'm looking for what's the um like segue like we have a good segue so um this I think is the first of its kind we're doing a three part three parts um to a topic which is kind of crazy considering like this is like nigh nigh the end is nigh to this phase of our fandom of you know pre-Hofas um and this is like kind of the last like subject we'll be doing on the podcast so I guess it does make sense that it's like three subjects and it is the witches because one thing I haven't really mentioned yet is um Sarah has been publicly known has said that she has been thinking a lot about the witches and she would like to return to the witches which makes sense because she has also all publicly been known to say that Throne of Glass is done, but is it, like, she's always kind of left the door open, and one of those plot lines that she kind of left more or less open-ended, we didn't get a lot of closure on, was Manon and Dorian. And, um, arguably, as I've said in the past, um, the key to everything is Dorian, and Manon is utterly fascinating when it comes to just, um, like, uh, Like, she's, she's fascinating regardless, but I would also argue, like, there's a lot to, like, the Crokin witches and the witches that gets pulled throughout the rest of the SJMU, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So, I think it's, it's apt that this is going to be our last official subject, I think. Um, because we have, I have a few, yeah, it's going to be our last, like, official, like, 101, like, classes as the witches, so I'm really just excited to, like, um, three episodes, three parts, and just really dive into it. So today we're going to be, we're going to start with the the ACOTAR witches, and just talk about what we know about them, and then we're just going to use that as our building block to sprawl outwards. Okay? Sound good? Ready? Ready? Let's dive in. The first time witch is mentioned in actor, well, I suppose technically the first time the word witch, um, was spelt as W-I-T-C-H, um, is brought up is technically in the very first Agitar book, and it's when, um, Lucian tricks Feyre into eating something called a witchberry, and they talk about this kind of, like, as it happened, like, they're just saying that it it casually is mentioned that it happened. Um, we don't actually see it on page, but she ends up hallucinating for like a day and tripping over herself. And Lucian thought it was funny. Um, but the, the 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 first time that a witch is truly truly mentioned is in Act Fifty One when they go to the Illyrian camp with um with everybody with Nesta and Elaine and more, and they see Devlin. Um, and it says this. A scowl at Moore, a frown at me, wisely subdued, and then he noticed Nesta. What is that? Devlin asked. Nesta merely stared at him, one hand clamped the edges of her gray cloak together at her chest. One of the other camp lords made some sign against evil. That, Cassian said, too quietly, is none of your concern. "'Is she a witch?' "'I opened my mouth, but Nesta said flatly, "'Yes,' and I watched as nine fully-grown, "'weathered Illyrian warlords flinched. "'She may act like it sometimes,' Cassian clarified, "'but no, she is high-fae. "'She is no more high-fae than we are,' Devlin countered, "'a pause that went on for too long.' Even Reese seemed at a loss for words. Devlin had complained when we'd first met that Amron and I were other, as if he possessed some sense for such things. Devlin muttered, Keep her away from the females and the children. And then later in the chapter, they they go on um, to clarify it. Nesta drifted towards the desk, the maps atop it. What is the difference she asked none of us in particular between a fairy and a witch witches amass power beyond their natural reserve Moore answered with sudden seriousness they use spells and archaic tools to harness more power to them than the cauldron allotted and use it for whatever they desire good or ill and then one other time They mention witches is in Akasif 32, and it says this. What else dwells in here other than Kelpies? Some say witches, he murmured. Not the human kind, he added when she raised a brow. The kind that used to be something else, and then their thirst for magic and power turned them into wretched creatures, banished here by various high lords. They don't sound so bad. They drink young blood to fill the coldness of magic left in them. So that's really all they say. They don't really like go into depth about them at all, um, which I find you know, interest like it's it's interesting that Sarah like kind of. I wouldn't even say she dropped, like, it was like a dusting. Like, she, like, like, you know, some of the lint off of Reese's tailored coat was her going, witches, and then, like, he just, like, picked it off of him and flicked it into the ether. And, like, we're just like, okay, Sarah, um, huh? But what, what more says about them, they use spells and archaic tools to harness more power to them than the cauldron allotted and use it for whatever they desire, good or ill. This sounds a lot like the Crescent City witches. We learn that the witches in Crescent City do use spells. They also use like cauldrons and um, what we talked about last week um, in Hypaxia's room, she had all these different tools um was it yeah it was in Therian's perspective he like kind of like makes a remark about all like the tools that she has that's like a workroom um like that that that's that's the only thing I can really like tangibly like grasp but there's one other thing that um really stuck out to me so first of all he says not the human kind I don't know if he's just, like, kind of making a joke, um, concerning the fact that, like, he doesn't, like, laugh or, you know, wink at her to, like, like, be like, you're a witch, you know? Like, like that, like, it's just dropped. Um, so are there two different kinds of witches, which we have in Throne of Glass? We have the the Croken witches and the iron-teeth witches. And then he says... That they drink young blood to fill the coldness, the magic left in them. Tog witches do like blood. <laughs> and then it also just like I'm I'm surprised it didn't even it, it didn't even cross Nesta's mind. I, I'm surprised that Sarah didn't even just like um like wink wink nudge nudge like I I'm thinking of it too. I know you're like it could be continuity, but we're just gonna like you know whatever is. Does that not sound like Amran drinking blood to fill the void or whatever? Like that's what nourishes her. Mm-hmm. And also we've talked about it before that blood equals magic. Like that's what the whole Karen Karen Am bond is. Like, are you just trying to say that like w- like witches are people who can take people's magic in the same vein as like Asterie, Some of the Val, uh Striga, um the the spiders in Throne of Glass, like, you know, the list is somewhat endless. Um is that what they're trying to say is a witch? If so, that's that could make sense to me, but also kind of, you know, doesn't. But we also get one other thing in Acts 15. Um, and it says this. Blue Anis who was a terror to behold, cobalt skin and iron claws and like the l- l- Lubia, I don't I don't know how to pronounce that. A taste for female flesh. Lubia at least swallowed her prey swiftly. Anis, she took longer. Anis was like Lanthes in that regard. His throat bobbed, and he tugged back the collar of his shirt to reveal another scar, the horrific thick one above his left pectoral. She had spied it the other day in the training ring. That's all that remains of it now. But Annis had shredded through my chest with those iron claws, and was nearly at my heart when Azriel intervened. So I suppose her capture is shared between the two of us. He drummed his fingers on the table. And then there was... And then she cuts him off. So, it's left in accusif. so if it's left in accusif, it's definitely, like, red flag. So, iron claws, which is directly related to the iron claws, iron teeth of the Throne of Glass Witches, and the blue skin. Cobalt skin, blue skin, blue bloods, maybe? Maybe it's, like, some weird mutated I don't know I I don't know maybe it was like a witch and some blue-skinned something had a baby together and that was the blue anise I don't know if like I don't know if he ever like says that there's more than one blue anise if it's like the blue anise is like a type of creature or if it was just one or what never said Something kind of triggered my mind um, from when I was doing notes on the Crescent City Witches to what they say about the witches earlier that I just read. Um, between a fairy... and What's the difference between a fairy and a witch? Witches amass power beyond their natural reserve. For some reason, and I, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll feel the same way, but like, I, I don't know. For, for some reason, it really reminded me of in the prologue of HOSAP... When Sophie is helping the kids, one of them says witch, a typical human fear of those with Vanir gifts, of the females who held such tremendous power. She did not turn to tell him that it was not a witch's power that flowed through her, it was something far more rare. But what's interesting about Crescent City, which is that we learned last week, is that they say, I know I was like, you should listen to last week's episode, and here I am recapping you on last week's episode, so maybe just never listen to me, I don't know, Um, is they say that the witch power, witches, can pop up in in just random families, and just random people, when we don't really get that with Throne of Glass. Like, the witches are a race, and we're going to talk about it in in a quick second here, but so it's interesting that that they say that witches are people who just harness power beyond their natural reserve, and that's what categorizes them as a witch in Akatar. And then we have witches, like, that aren't necessarily, you know, a specific, I don't like saying it like this, but like a specific breed of creature. Um... So, there's something, like, something that's, like, rattling in the back of my head, kind of, like, ping-ponging itself back and forth, and I'm just like, is it, is that, is it, And eh eh, 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 So, I also want to segue through something else. So, <clears throat> one of the things um, that I've said throughout my podcast, throughout my time on being someone who talks about SJM in a public fashion is... When Sarah likens someone to something, it's typically foreshadowing. We've seen it a ton of times um, that it's been true. And then um, we've just seen some other times where it's like, interesting choice there, Sarah, care to explain? And of course she never does. But like, as an example, um, Amron always being likened to a fire drake, like only ever being likened to a fire drake. And yet... She she didn't have scales and claws that we know of, um, yet, (laughs) but yet she's always, like, into a fire drake, so, like, okay, one of those times, um, that I think this falls into is Nesta always being called a witch, her even claiming herself as a witch, I would even go so far as to, like, this is something that I would love to talk about maybe one day if we get to do a Nesta character deep dive, is that Uh, I, well, okay, I think that the Archeron sisters mirror witches, the witches of Tog, like, the, the flavors of the witches of Tog. So, like, I think Elaine would be, like, a croaking witch. I think that, um, Feyre would be, um, like, the blue blood witches who, um, Manon says are more priestess than warrior she wore traditional blue robes and a band of iron stars circled her brow as manon approached the crowd she could see that the stars were barbed not surprising either legends had it that all witches had been gifted by the three-faced goddess with iron teeth and nails to keep them anchored to this world when magic threatened to pull them away suspicious we're going to talk way more in depth about all of this next week um The Iron Crown supposedly was proof that the magic in the Blue Blood line ran so strong that their leader needed more, needed iron and pain to keep her tethered to this realm. Nonsense, especially when magic had been gone these past ten years, but Manon had heard rumors of the rituals the Blue Bloods did in the forest and caves, rituals which pain was the gateway to magic, to opening their senses, oracles, mystics, zealots, um... It's also said that the Blue Bloods are, like, the more traditionally beautiful out of the Iron Teeth and Yellow Legs. Um, I know technically you would want to say that, like, maybe Favor would be more closely tied to the Crocon because they are the most Fae, and we'll talk about that in a second, um, out of the Witches. But I think that that title really belongs to Elaine and that Nesta is very, very similar to the Iron Teeth Witches. And one of those reasons why is because when Nesta is um, in one of the times in Akasif, when she's... She falls down the stairs when she's doing her little stair thing. And she says that she, like, grabs a hold of um, the stairs. And I have a TikTok. I I swear I posted it. I don't even remember. Um, But she ends up grabbing the stone and she gouges like claw marks in it and like her her hands go into the stone which like kind of just like makes me think of like literal like claws like re- like going out to like catch herself I don't know if there's more to it like I said I'd love to talk about it if we ever get to, to do a Nesta character deep dive which we're not going to do today but other than that Nesta does this thing where is it kind of cheesy I don't know I'll leave that up to you. But when Nesta goes into the cauldron, she, like, points her finger. And I think that it's canon. I'm pretty sure that Sarah has confirmed it is her pointer finger. She points her finger at Highburn, like, a death marked, whatever. And then that does end up coming to fruition. So she, like, cursed Highburn with her finger. It came to fruition. And then one of the times that Nesta is called a witch is when she's pointing her finger and, like, literally, like, like I'm coming for you at Tamlin, and Tamlin calls her a witch and tells her tells her to put her finger away. We know that the that throne of glass, that Rhiannon one of the one of the witches. She was a croaking witch. Um, she does curse the land. The thing. So if this is so this is where it gets all weird. Um again, I should, it's so, it's like, I want to talk about so many things at the same time, but they all kind of like mush together. So Rhiannon, um, also did spells, seemed to have magic to do quite a bit of things. She created Mort. She helped create the Eye of Elena necklace. She helped bound, unbind, um, Mala. So she was doing more than what we're told witches can do. But We also know that the witches in Crescent City can do similar things with the barbed crown. They, like, cursed... Like, essentially, they, like, cursed Hunt and his power. So, like, there is also this. So, like... There we go. Done with that. (laughs) Okay. To draw the parallels, to understand the Throne of Glass, which is the Crescent City witches, and essentially the Akatar witches we first need to look at what we know about the origin of witches and we get that in Crown of Midnight chapter 24 Um, well part of it we get two pieces Um, and this is when Dorian is talking to Baba Yellowlegs and she said he asks this you are truly a witch she picked up a chicken wing crack crunch the last born witch of the witch kingdom. That would make you over 500 years old. She gave him a smile. It's a marvel I stayed so young, isn't it? <laughs> so it's true. Witches really are blessed with long lifespans of the Fae. She tossed another bone at the foot of the wood steps. Fae or Balg, we never learned which one. Balg, he knew that name. The demons who stole Fae to Breed with them, which made the witches, right? And if he recalled correctly, the beautiful Croken witches had taken after their Fae ancestors, while the three clans of the Iron Teeth witches took after the race of the demons that had invaded Aurelia at the dawn of time. I love how, like, even then, like you know, we know that Manon is the last croak is the the last is the crokin queen whatever, and he's like the beautiful crokin's like okay that's your future wife like sir calm down. <laughs> um, in Queen of Shadows chapter twenty, we get a little bit more information. It almost seems to like play right after that. Like it almost could flow really well. Um, this is when. Gisleen. Oh, shoot. I don't know if I know how to pronounce her name. And Manon are talking. Um, Gisleen, Oh, frick. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. And this is going to drive me crazy. Ghislaine. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. I, me and my little American reading out, sounding out words, wants to say Ghislaine, but I think it's Gayleen. Um Or Ghislaine. 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 Um, And she's the one who actually studied with humans. Um, She went to one of the, like, um, magic schools that they used to have. Um, And she's a part of the Thirteen. But anyways, regardless of how you pronounce her name, it says this. Millennia ago, when the Valg broke into our world, witches did not exist. It was the Valg and the Fae and humans. But the Valg were demons, I suppose. They wanted our world for their own, and they thought a good way to get it would be to ensure that their offspring could survive here. The humans weren't compatible, too breakable. But the Fae... The Valg kidnapped and stole whatever Fae they could, and because your eyes are getting that glazed look, I'm just going to jump to the end. Manon, please, focus, let the woman speak! I'm just going to jump to the end and say the offspring became us, witches. The Iron Teeth took our Valg ancestors more while the Crokens got more of the Fae traits. The people of these lands didn't want us here, not after the war, but the Fey King Brannan, didn't think it was right to hunt us down, so he gave us the western wastes, where we went, until the Witch Wars made us exiles again. Manon picked at her nails. And the Valgar, are wicked? We are wicked, Galen said. The Valg, legend has it that they are the origin of evil. They are the blackness and despair incarnate. Sounds like our kind of people. And maybe good ones indeed to ally with, to breed with. But Galen's smile faded. No, she said softly, no. I do not think that they would be our kind of people at all they have no laws no codes they would see the 13 as weak for our bonds and rules as something to break for amusement so that's really all we get on the origins and um of all of all witches which is really like really fascinating for a few reasons and the question that i kind of get I get when I when I sit with this out, you know, you step outside of the story, outside of the books, outside of the plot line, which is what we do on this podcast. When you step outside of it and you're looking down in, what is the story that the witches of Crescent City are told as their origin? If we are told that witches are Faye X Valk. What are their origins? Did they come through the crossing? Like, you know, most of the Fae have these stories that they came from other worlds of the crossing. Do they have this same story? Or do they think they were created on Midgard? Um, it's never, it's not, it's not something we get an answer to. But there are similarities. So, we learn that Fae ex Thorn of glass equals iron teeth and claws that are retractable to some of them. Where did that come from? I I don't know, because they are, um, they're not like, it's not like poison to them, but it, it does hinder them in some way. It is annoying. It'd be like if you were allerg- allergic to cats um, and you had cat hair on you, you'd just be a little itchy, be a little scratchy, um, but it's not like the end-all be-all they don't just like melt they touch iron um they have this ability to fly they have this it's it is magic because it gets cut off when the towers go up and once the towers go down they feel it again um their immortality is also tied to their magic which is kind of fascinating in the if you again if you step outside and Talk about first light and years and immort you know all of that stuff. Um they have longevity, um, which the fae have longevity, but the Valg are considered quote unquote true immortals. Um like they live forever, essentially. Then we have the power of the witches, which is the yieldling. Um it it's just a it's it's light. Um the light can be different. Hues. Um, we're going to talk about the yielding in more depth next week, and then the one thing that kind of ties them all together is they all worship the three faced goddess. Um, it's said in Crescent City, in the very, like the first time witches are really ever mentioned. They say that they get their power from the th- from a three faced goddess. Um, they have brooms as well, same with, um, as some of the Throne of Glass witches. Um, they have the same, you know, feeling. But what's interesting is that's kind of where the similarities sort of end. The ability to fly, some longevity, and the worship of the three-faced goddess. In airfire. this is, I think this is probably one of Sarah J. Mass's like crowning, I would say it's probably her crowning achievement when it comes to foreshadowing right next to right next to um recent and Feyre's mating bond foreshadowing in Akatar. um but in air fire chapter four the first time we meet Manon she's pretending to be a croakken witch fast ah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she is, she is one! The first time we meet her, she's pretending to be what she, oh, Pharaoh, makes my mouth just water, it's, um, but we learn this, Uh, (laughs) oh, the villagers knew exactly what they had planned to do with the witch who sold potions and charms from her back door, and who could predict the sex of a babe before it was due. And then a little further down, because she was Manon Blackbeak, heir to the Blackbeak <laughs> Black Witch Clan. She had been here for weeks, pretending to be a croken witch, with the hope that it would flush out the real ones. They were still out there, the self-righteous, insufferable croakens, hiding as healers and wise women. As healers. What are the Crescent City Witches? I'm waiting. Healers. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, before I go, like, too deep into, like, other stuff, I just want to, like, point out, because I'd be remiss if I didn't, because I don't know if I ever get another, like, opportunity, and I don't know if I ever get a chance to do it, you know, again. I don't know if I did it during the Elaine episode, but could predict the sex of the babe before it was due. Elaine... Was the one who first guessed that Feyre was pregnant. Mm. Could it be her seer abilities? Could it be because she's a witch, a witch? And what a great way to like, like, oh yeah, Nest is the witch, but then is actually like Elaine. Wouldn't that be? Mm, that would be kind of. That would be really cool. Um, so yeah. What am I trying to say? So for me, what I'm feeling, what I'm gathering is that the Crescent City witches are most likely, at least some, the ones that we've met, um, don't ask me about Jezebel. please do not ask me about Jezeba because she, <laughs> um, but like Hypaxia and you know, whatever. I think that they are croaking witches. Um... The worship of the three-faced goddess, the flying on brooms, um, the longevity. The Croken witches use cauldrons. Crested City witches use cauldrons. Um, I don't. We're gonna talk about the more nuanced um, differences between crokans and iron teeths um, next week, but I just like I just wanted to like I just wanted to like drop that there. So I don't know what it, like, and I don't know what it means. I don't know. W- how it's gonna work um i don't know how it's worked i don't know what it's gonna like so does that mean like here this is me like trying to like think trying to brainstorm could you create witches with other like we we know we have valg like creatures throughout the the universe like there's black blood Throughout the universe. And we don't know if Black Blood really means Valg. Or if it's just... That's what we've been told to believe. So could they have created something like witches. On other planets. Did some of the witches go through... The Crossing. We're told in... um, Assassin's Blade. With Ansel. That they went to, like, this little portal thingy, her and a friend when she was a kid. Um, was it her friend or was it her sister? I can't remember now. And they were there on the night when the veil is thinnest. The portal actually opened and a witch, like, came out of it and grabbed Ansel's friend sister and killed them or pulled them through. So, like, could some of them have just gone through that portal and ended up on a different realm? This is, again, with, like, the timeline debate. It would really depend on if Tog is in the past or if it's, you know, lined up. Um, that kind of thing. But it is it is an interesting thought to kind of, like, you know, if... But It seems... I. <laughs> mm-hmm. where did my brain go? Just, like, jumped off of a ledge and then left me with zero brain cells left to, to finish... Okay, I took a second to, like, write in my notebook and just, like... Because I, I hadn't, like... I had a thought of, like, can you make witches from something else? But I hadn't, like, written it down and I just wrote it down and I'm really, like, thinking on it now. Like, we've had these, like, really big um, tailspins and, like, never-ending discussions of Valg, Hell, um, are they the same? Are they different? And essentially what I was trying to say, I don't know if it came out right... Um, is if you crossbred fey with other beings, could you get the same or similar results? Um, And is that what they just call witches? So, like, ooh, I mean, yeah. So there are different types of Valk. Could that be, like... so fey with different types of valk equals the different types of clannage i would be curious to know if Val valking eyes came because a valking had a child with a fey and that's where that line comes from like, does that make it different? Does that make her more power? Like, there's endless, endless questions on this. Endless, endless questions on this. There's one other thing I want to talk about really quick. Um, before we, um, cause the next kind of like bigger next week, we're gonna just gonna be like focusing on the nuances and the differences of the Tog witches, and like their real, real history, and like we're gonna talk about the witch wars and Rhiannon and and all that great stuff. Um. But there's one thing that gets brought up, and that is witch mirrors. And it says this when talking about them. I smashed most of them, Aylin said. They're talking about Bobby Llegs' caravan. Crossing her arms. Whatever you destroyed were cheap tricks and replicas. Her true witch mirrors. You cannot break those. Not easily, at least. Dorian had a horrible feeling about where this was heading. What can they do? You can see the future, past, present. You can speak between mirrors if someone possesses the sister glass. And then there are the rare silvers whose forging demands something vital from the maker. Manon's voice dropped low. Dorian wondered if even among the black beaks, these tales had only been whispered at their campfires. Other mirrors amplify... And hold blasts of raw power. To be unleashed if the mirror is aimed at something. Do you know which words are going to fall out of my mouth next? Can you just... Y'all have been with me for so long now. You guys know me. You know my brain. You know exactly where I'm jumping to, don't you? Siphons? Hello? Hello? Is that not a siphon? Is that... (laughs) <laughs> Other mirrors amplify and hold a blast of raw power to be unleashed if the mirror is aimed at something. Devlin and his little camp buddies are shaking and shivering about it's a witch when they're literally male witches. They literally are using essentially witch mirrors. Sir, Devlin the house is glass we are throwing rocks my like sir we can see you (laughs) um it also really reminds me so like we've also kind of like briefly i don't know if we i don't maybe we i can't even remember what i've briefly mentioned talked on um would be remiss if i didn't say um is that like priestesses wear blue robes and they worship the mother You have witches who worship the mother, three-faced goddess, and wear blue robes as well. Um, In Akatar, the priestesses have invoking stones, which hold the power of the mother and come out as, like, a blast of light. Maybe priestesses are witches. Like, uh, (laughs) Like, anyone can be a priestess. I get that. But also, riddle me that. Where do they get the invoking stones? Who's who's getting who's getting um, rocks from mummy? Like where? Like, huh? What? Hmm. Huh. Okay. Um. I also like one of my very first series um, came from this particular passage. Um, one of the first things I like really want, like came out with the whiteboard and said uh, was Bryce needs a siphon. Bryce needs a witch mirror. She needs something to hold raw power so that she can siphon off of it. These are these are words that they use in Crescent City in regards to Bryce and her power. She needs raw power. She needs to siphon it off to charge her up. Or to keep charged so that she can use her power. Like, I always talk about, like, there's a reason why, plot-wise, it wasn't just for shits and giggles, that Nesta... Sarah! Oh my goodness. I should be done talking. Um, that Sarah put Bryce on Perthian. She needs to gain something. She needs to get something. There's something that she needs to acquire while she's there. Um... And the biggest, you know, problems that Bryce is having is, one, she needs to train more. And two, she is not able to hold power in her. It just drains out if she doesn't use it, essentially. Um, She needs a siphon or an invoking stone or a witch mirror. Whatever you want to call it, those three things are essentially the same. And she needs one or a few of them. that's what I'm trying to say. So, oh, this episode's cursed. Um, cursed like the witches' curse. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, before I forget and before we close out today's episode, I did not mention that Reese calls Miriam a witch. Miriam is one of the few people that we know are made and she was made not with the cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, but she was made and Reese calls her a witch. Um, it is said in playful banter, but out of the few times that W-I-T-C-H is is used, it's, she's one of those times. Miriam and Nesta calls Meryl a witch. And again, it is said in like relative like playful banter, but I just, I, I have to say it. Like there are three people who are called a witch, Nesta, Miriam, and Meryl in Akatar. And I just wanna throw that down there. We, know, we don't know um, if Miriam amassed any power more than the cauldron allotted her, if she does fall under that very vague category, um, or if she was turned other. Um, like, I can't believe that they just, like, that there is another made immortal being and we don't know anything. Like, same can be said with, like, Durian. And I know we've talked about it. I know we've talked about it on this podcast because I have a weird little crush on Durian. So I know for a fact I've talked about him before because I, if you guys know me. If I have a crush on somebody, like, I'm going to talk about them. Hello, Bone Carver. Hello, Ot- <clears throat> uh <laughs> Hello, Durian. Um, okay, I need to stop talking now because my filter is, like, is, is hanging on the hinges and it's not filtering anything. Um, is Jurian a witch? You know what bothers me the most? And we're going to talk more about it next week. Next week is going to be, like, a four-hour long episode. I can already just feel it in my bones. Um, like, like... They, are, they always use witches in the feminine term, um, but we know that there are male witches, and like, the male witches are mentioned in Crescent City, the male witches are mentioned in Throne of Glass, and they are even mentioned, like, there are male healers in Tower of Dawn. Never are male witches mentioned in Akatar, which is so suspicious to me, so suspicious to me. And what's even more, to 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 just, like, let my brain just, like, dump a little bit, is, so they say in Akhtar that witches are, they have massed power more than the cauldron, a lot of them, through archaic tools and spells. But when Reese talks to Feyre the first time she goes to the library underneath the House of Wind, they they have this really long discussion on how humans learned how to wield spells or could learn to wield spells and like he like is that not what like what uh, i think this might just be me thinking too hard and sometimes you know i think a little too hard and i need to just like retract my unclench my jaw loosen up my shoulders and just be like it's fun fantasy lil it's a fun fantasy that makes you cry and question your life sometimes but like, <clears throat> just relax. But those are one of those times where I'm just, like, what's the difference between someone wielding spells and whatever is considered a witch? Is it, like, spells that they use to take magic from people? Or what? Or what? How is, how is, like... Like, Nesta technically did take more than the cauldron allotted her for power. So, yeah, she is a witch. But he's saying she's not a witch to Devlin. That's a lie. She quite literally did take power from the cauldron she wasn't supposed to. Um, she did give it back. So maybe she's not a witch anymore. Um... She now has the power that the cauldron allotted her. She has the natural balance, what she is supposed to have, which we don't know how much that is. And I know people like to crab about that, but you guys know how I feel about it. I've had this little soapbox speech beforehand. Um, uh, That term, more than the cauldron allotted them. What does that mean? What does that mean more? Explain that to me. (sighs) Okay, I'm done. I'm done. We're, I, like, the only thing I have to say, like, is again on like the Illyrians and like the witch mirrors and and how I I think even said in the Illyrian episode that we did recently was that I think that Illyrians are male witches and like I have a whole thought process that goes down from that like literally I have a top down web and like little equations that I have in my notebook because again that's how I think and circles and stuff, um, but that's all i wanted to do for today's episode i know it's kind of chaos but like i i i didn't want to not i didn't i i wanted to talk about the akatar witches but i didn't know how to do it like i didn't want to just cram it at the end or at the beginning of you know the Crescent city witches or the throne of glass witches um because it's kind of like separate and there's just like a few things i wanted to just like there's some confusing stuff um in regards to like parallels and stuff like that, and I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way before we go into just like straight canon next week. Um, yeah, so I don't know how that's gonna go. I I'm really hoping to be able to refine all my notes into one episode, but like, I, I am prepared to to I not just prepared. I am going to do double releases um, in the coming weeks. Uh, so. We are coming to the end of December when this episode comes out. Um Let me look at my calendar. Yeah. So n- next week, Throne of Glass Witches. And then I think I even have a special episode coming um, with a collaboration. And then in January, as I've said before, the core episodes are going to be recaps of each series and like what I think is important in those series. But I also have like um, some bonus episodes um, that I have planned that you guys will see if you please follow me on Instagram um, if you would like to be a part of some of those bonus episodes and you'll figure out how um, soon you that you will be a part of them. But um, yeah, so there are going to be bonus episodes that are coming. And so I am prepared for for double releasing if I have to, if I can't get all that I need to get out on the witches before... The end of whatever what was i saying yeah okay um thank you so much for i know today is chaos i'm so tired i'm so so tired um <clears throat> not just like you know holidays and seasons and and the end of the year and i'm i've been like i've been this is like just bookish this is not even sjm which i don't know if i've ever really talked about on this podcast It's just like be i I am a bookish person I read other books and like I've just been having this very weird like fear because it, it is a, it is a valid fear because this is what happened to me after I finished um, Hof- HOSAP for the first time I, I couldn't read other books for like an embarrassingly long time like I was reading like a few romances here and there but like I hadn't been really into fantasy until like a like like, six or nine months in between there until I could pick up, like, a fantasy book and, like, carry on. Um, And I am terribly afraid of that happening after Hofast. So, like, I feel like I have to read every single fantasy book before House of Flame and Shadow comes out because I'm scared I won't be able to read a fantasy book afterwards for a long, long while. And I I am working with like, you know, authors and publishers and and there are books I'm really excited for that are coming out next year. And I'm like terrified that I'm not even going to be able to read them, that I'm going to be in a slump. And so I'm having this paralyzing. So I'm excited for all of these books I want to read. Right. And I'm excited for HOFAS to come out. And I know I need to finish my Akatar reread, which you can join the Fable group. I'm a little bit behind on everything. But there's a Fable group going through Akatar right now. If you would like to join us, please do. You can find it in the links on, um, you know, A Happy Hermit on my Instagram. You can find it there. Um, But I'm so excited, and there's so many things I want to read that I get paralyzed by the excitement. And then what happens is I feel paralyzed by this excitement and I'm just like it's okay just relax Lil like I'm trying to gentle parent myself and then I'm like um this is so not anything to do with this podcast but I just feel like talking about it so I'm just gonna talk about it um because I feel like somebody else might understand exactly what I'm feeling but then I'm just like okay now you're wasting time and the more time you're wasting the less likely you're gonna be able to get through all of these books and then that cripples me because I'm being hard on myself and so I go to read and I just have like all of these like, I need to be reading this and I need to be doing this and I need to, and it comes out in 50 something days and so yeah, I'm tired because I'm doing it to myself. I I am my own worst enemy and I sabotage myself. And it's, like, the stupidest... Because, like, I know that I'm doing it. This is the crazy thing. This is the insane thing. Is I know exactly what's going on in my mind. I know the exact cycle I'm in. And getting outside of that cycle can feel dang near impossible sometimes. So if you feel that way, please know that, like, we are going through, like, this, like, very... We're... We as a fam, we as a group are, like, standing on this very weird precipice of, of, like, the seasonal changes which causes mental health to, like, take nosedive, holidays, crazy time, right? End of the year crap, crazy time. And then on top of that, we also have HoFast coming in, like, such a short, like, we are literally so close. So, like, we're all just, like, I have a feeling that, like, we as a fandom are all just being, like, kind of like jerked around a little bit of like reread how fast other books end of the year holidays eh, eh. craziness so if you feel that way and I'm talking to myself at this point too like you guys are in my bed we're just chatting I'm just chatting I'm telling you about my stresses you guys are nodding along I'm assuming that you guys know exactly what I'm feeling um (laughs) and I'm like we just need to like it's okay after House of Flame and Shadow, there's going to be a, a standstill. But we can accept that standstill and the book slump that's going to come with it and the insanity and the fun and the eh, and we will get over it. And that's what I just need to tell myself. Like, you don't, you like, read as much as you can fantasy-wise, for sure, Lil. But also just, like, you're not, you know, also be realistic and just be okay with what you do achieve. And be proud of that. Okay? I'm proud of you for what you all have achieved. And your end of year goals. And whatever bookish things you have done this year. Whether that be only reading five books. Or only reading SJM. Or if you guys branched out and read other things. Like I'm so proud of all of you. For that. And for the upcoming insanity that is to come with this end of the year because we're so close to the end of the year which is insane to me insane to me it doesn't feel real but it's also like very dauntingly real at the same time it's it's such a my head and my heart and my brain all feel very weird right now um so yeah there was my depressing inspirational pep talk all rolled into one I hope you guys have a great week. Um, when this comes out, it'll be Christmas. So uh, if you celebrate any kind of holidays, uh, happy holidays, um, whatever that holiday may be. If you are a winter solstice person, if you are a Hanukkah person, if you are a Christmas person, if you are a, a um, another holiday that I don't really know about. Um, if you celebrate the pagan holidays, if you celebrate the no holidays, man... I feel you very deeply. I hope you guys have a great and wonderful and just beautiful holiday. If you are struggling around this time, just know that you are loved and cared for by me and by the group here that you don't know, but there's a lot of listeners who all feel the same way sometimes. Um, and yeah, I just hope you guys have a great holiday season to come. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm done being cheesy. We're done now. This was a chaotic episode it is what it is you guys know me at this point so i guess i don't really need to apologize for that oh i never said that i don't speak for sarah or i don't speak for bloomsbury so if you didn't know that by now um <laughs> to add that please don't message like uh, none of what i said has been um sanctioned by bloomsbury or by sarah j mass um this is just me and my insanity which uh, if you didn't realize that by now um throughout this episode there you go i cannot believe i forgot to say that wow I'm so done with this. Okay. Goodbye.